0: Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another World Youth Movement for Democracy podcast. In this episode, uh, we'll talk about dealing with the past, uh, transitional justice, and youth activism in the region that was once, during the 1990s, heavily affected by the war. I have the pleasure of talking to Obran Vierda coordinator of uh, justice and reconciliation program at the Youth Initiative for Human Rights Croatia. Uh, Branka, welcome and thank you for speaking to us today. Hi, Angela. Hello, everyone.
1: Thank you for the invitation. It is uh, really my pleasure to be a part of uh,
0: this global and uh, important project. Uh, Branka, you've been working in the field of transitional justice and human rights for years now. Uh, So what can you tell us about dealing with the past process in Croatia? How is it going? Does it progress or does it stay still in one place?
1: Um, Yes, thank you. Thank you for the the first question. Um, So as for dealing with the past in Croatia, I would say that it is very important and relevant to look at all the dealing with the past processes in the context and then compare them with um, other post-conflict societies and um, bearing in mind of course the the, the specifics of uh, respective uh, countries um so i mean that the, the the to put it in brief uh the dialectic is a little forward a little backward to, to say like that um but I think that that's the dynamics of and which is inherent uh, to all of the societies that have gone through the war and mass violations of of human rights. Um, in brief, um, in Croatia, 2020 brought uh, very positive and relevant um, and important um, events in the scope of uh, transitional justice processes. Um, I would mention the the the, the visit of um, uh, and speech of uh, Andrej Plankovic, uh, Croatian Prime Minister, to to uh, when he was in uh, Knin and when he was uh, uh, in uh, Varivod. Um, um So just just to explain the context a little bit. So the the the, the Knin and Operation Storm is uh, one of the most relevant symbols. Uh, which describes the, the, the identity of role of Croatia in the, the wars during 1990s and the clean the and Operation storms uh, represented the, the, the victory of uh, Croatian army and um, as I informally mentioned, the, the, the Croatian role, in, uh, in, um, in, the role of, uh, in the in the wars of uh, 1990s. Um, so that, that's the celebration day, basically. And um, therefore, is it is very important that Prime Minister, during his uh, speech, which he held in clean uh, in August uh, 2020, he mentioned the crimes uh, which were committed by the uh, from the Croatian side by the Croatian um, army. So he mentioned also the victims. He uh, showed his condolences. So the, the 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 speech had that perspective as well, and I think that is uh, very relevant as a as a part of. Um, kind of symbolic uh, reparations towards the uh, victims and uh, to explain the whole society and uh, um, to, to show the to, to community how we we see um, the not positive perspective of Operation, operation Storm as well. Uh, the visit of um, uh, Minister Tomo Medved, who is a minister of um, um, Croatian veterans, his visit to Grubari, the place where the, the serbian civilians were killed was also relevant so the and his the speech he held there and minister and prime minister plankovic as well these uh, these um, these visits these speeches uh, uh, which had um, great outreach um were very relevant and um, I think nobody basically expected them during the, this COVID, uh, that COVID-2020 year. Um, so the, the, some, then, during the, the, the speech he held uh, on, on that um, celebration, um, he mentioned that um, um, the, the law uh, which will regulate the, the status and the, the rights for civilian war victims um will be in procedure that 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 also happened so that uh, now um we in 2021 we have a new um legal solution new legal framework that um regulates uh, the rights of uh civil war victims so um it wasn't just symbolic it was relevant on the um practical political um, level and it had very important perspective of victims. That is like the, the, the good good sides in brief um there are speaking of the, the steps forward but steps backward um are mostly brought from the the, the president zoran milanovic who who who, who he could use um, his uh, position um, as a as a president of the republic of croatia to talk uh, more um openly and to hold his accountability to, towards the uh, uh, situation that and the the, the 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 what 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 really happened during 1990s but uh here, during 2020 if i remember correctly he said that not anyone who was convicted uh, uh, in the Hague before ICTY is not a war criminal he announced that he will um uh, Admit to Milivoj Petković, who is um, ICTY convicted war criminal, that he will um, invite him to president's office uh, when he serves his sentence. So th- these, these, these kind of events do not contribute going forward in transitional justice processes. And I would mention one very, very relevant uh, situation that happened uh, um, one month ago: the, the the mural that was raised uh, for Mikhailo Khrastov in uh, in Karlova on public place. Firstly, and secondly, that the the, 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 the bridge where uh, war prisoners were killed um, the, that that bridge was named by the by the unit which uh, in which Khrastov was. Um, was a was a member so um that is that is a that is a problem so we have a little bit forward a little bit backward
0: uh as everyone pretty much i would say um tell me about the president zoran milanovic uh i didn't really follow uh, the ele- when he got elected uh those those elections but i believe that everyone expected kind of more from him and something different from him am i wrong that's right that's right no no you are completely right
1: so the the the, his first speech um um showed different perspective than we have like one year and a half if i'm a little bit more um so we we he, he he came from the center-left perspective of uh, political spectrum. So we it was possible to expect that uh, um, human rights perspective, uh, uh, dealing with the past issues, won't be a problem during his mandate. But uh, unfortunately, that, that's that's not the case. And with Milanovic and the head of
0: the state, what are the current relations with will- Croatia with the neighboring countries, Serbia in particular? So that
1: the, the relation between Croatia and Serbia, I think it's possible to, to observe it on several levels, institutional, non-governmental organizations and cooperation of people so um, i would um, be focused on the the, the transitional justice uh, context so I, I wouldn't go broader so when we talk about the um, uh, process of um, transitional justice from the perspective as far as from the institutions when when we when we're focused on institutions um, i don't think that the, 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 there is a more need to to mention that we lack uh, Clear political uh, will to to um, to be better in uh, in cooperation between uh, Croatia and um, and Serbia in order to to build better Croatian and uh, um, Serbian society. So that is, that is something that I think it's completely um, that we are all completely aware of that. Um, For for these purposes, I'm for this purpose. I think it's relevant to mention uh, to 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 stress uh, education and institutions, and uh, their possibility to cooperate between Croatia and and Serbia. Um, When when we talk about um, Croatian perspective, I I think I the the similar situation in Serbia as well. Um, I think it's um, there. There is a great necessity and. and then responsibility, if you want, uh, from primary schools um, to colleges to speak more openly, more critically about the uh, 1990s, um, without being in that uh, dogmatic frame uh, and not to have a mythologicalized approach. Um, and not to exclude uh, topics and issues such as peace activists, uh, peaceful methods, um, uh, peaceful methods of conflict resolution, in order to remember how we wanted to preserve and how we wanted to build peace during 1990. So so we can have uh, as our mutual remembrance peace building as well, not to have just the, the war. Um, so maybe there are. I'm sure that there are opportunities for, and I think that they should be persistent in trying to find opportunities, students, doctoral students, postdoctoral students, to focus their research interests and capacities precisely on topics that deal with the 1990s, in order to include academia in the in the sphere which, which is kind of reserved reserved just for war veterans, uh, war veterans associations, and politicians. So that is how we as NGOs are, um, which which are human rights uh, watchdogs, we, we are not like in the mainstream of the um, uh, dominant narrative on how we should uh, look uh, and think about uh, 1990s. So I think that academia it could be um, our partners uh, for for, for that goal, as well as uh, regarding education. I think we can be inspired by, um, for example, um, uh, Franco-German Youth Office. I think we can imagine something like Croatian-Serbian Youth Office. So I, I would say that it is very important to to, to, to look uh, when we talk about cooperation and uh, youth cooperation between Croatia and Serbia and Croatian region and Serbian region, to think from the institutional perspective as well, not just from the NGOs level, um, because I, I think we have to be persistent uh, to 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 speak loudly that we shouldn't uh, have um, on our back uh, all the, 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 the stuff that is uh, important and relevant
0: for, um, uh, youth in Croatia and Serbian in the region. Uh, now that you were mentioning uh, the education and the institutions in particular, I am interested to know how do you do you cooperate on in, in any way with the institution, with the schools, uh, for example. Because, for example, in Serbia, we don't really have any you know way to to reach them because the official narrative and is very much different from from what we uh want to show and that is the solidarity the the fact that uh, victims are victims from every side that for criminals are war criminals from every side so that is why we don't really succeed in um in, in cooperation with, with schools and the official institutions. So what about creation?
1: Yes, I think that all um, youth initiative offices uh, um, in each country deal with the, the, the same problem with, uh, with, um, um, with the dominant narratives in, in our country. So we are not uh, advocators. Uh, um focused on dominant narratives and that is the problem for educational process so that is um, uh, the, the problem and challenge we have here in Croatia as well um we we have some uh, um, educational programs for um history teachers in elementary and in high school um we with them we just, so to say, tackle with a peace activist uh, a movement and um, and the individuals and media who was working during the nineteen nineties. So that that is the, 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 at this moment the only part we can, if I may say, use uh, to to kind of. Uh, contribute to school curricula uh, when we talk about 1990s so that that would be like the the the, the um as far as as we can go when we are, we are talking about for example icty legacy national courts legacies uh, that is something that is not, not um, welcomed in, in, in our schools. I have to say there are some, I'm sure in Serbia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and Kosovo, Montenegro and Croatia as well, individuals uh, that are very persistent to, to teach uh, critically about the period of 1990s, but the, the, the common situation um, is as we spoke about.
0: Yeah, I, some time ago I took my textbook from high school history textbook uh, just to see like what's in there because I don't remember that we ever both in elementary or uh, high school learned uh, the part about 1990s. We would usually stop uh, after the Second World War, and there are a few pages at the end of the book uh, dedicated to the to the 90s. But you know when I went through them, I was well, happy that we didn't learn them that way as they were written. <laughs> because I believe yeah. that if we did, we would have even worse situation with with the young generations, with people who who are, you know, who would listen to their those narratives from, you know, their teachers in, in schools. So that was it was very, very badly written. But it was interesting, nothing was, you know incorrect. It was just written in a way that leaves a lot of space for the interpretations and for you to, you know, um, conclude that we are always the victims, that we never did anything wrong, that we didn't even participate in the wars and so on and so on. Yeah, that
1: that is a that is a huge huge problem. So we, you know, for the famous uh, youth initiative project, shared narratives. I think that's the huge success that youth uh, yeah. um, made possible to write. That that is of course that that is not a history textbook, but it, I'm sure that the shared narratives book can be used in uh, history education as well. Uh, so youth. Uh, succeeded to write shared narratives upon what happened during uh, 1990 so they had the mutual agreement that what they found and what they wrote is a is a, is a common thing that that is very relevant. I hope that uh, I, I really do hope that uh, at least some of uh, our schools are going to uh, be willing to use the, 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 the sh- at least one part of uh, shared narratives to show that it, it is possible to have shared narratives about what what happened during the 1990s and i know that it's a huge discussion between historians and politicians if the shared narratives is the only way or we should have like dominant narratives and shared narratives that there is that these both options are um great and relevant um i'm i'm not uh, i'm not a historian um, i'm jurist but an activist but i um, I, I also believe that the history and I know historians that say that the history is not just for historians and the history is very rele- relevant for our society and um, I think we can all, all of us can um, have a, have an opinion and say something of course based on evidence and so on so, on. so yeah, yes I think it's relevant to have shared narratives as well uh,
0: Can you tell us a bit more about the shared narratives project because I believe that uh, people who listen to us and are not from the Balkan region don't know about it, so can you, just in brief, uh, tell us a little?
1: Yes, the idea was to bring another perspective, perspective on what happened during the 1990s in the post-Yugoslav countries and to challenge the, the, the dominant narratives. Uh, both of us had same problems during this this speech while talking about what we are doing as NGOs from the critical perspective, from human rights perspective, from international humanitarian law perspective an activist perspective and what kind of perspective is dominant in our societies when we talk about uh, what happened during the uh, 1990s and there, there is, there is no common ground between these two narratives. So uh, the idea of shared narratives was uh, basically to challenge those dominant narratives, to give floor to um, young people from um, Serbia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Montenegro, Kosovo and Croatia, to um, go to places of um, um, atrocities, of human rights violations, to go there physically, to talk with the witnesses, um, to talk with um, um, local citizens, to, to visit the uh, museums, uh, to, to talk with um, journalists and, and so on. Um, but the, the, the youth was uh, split in uh, bilateral groups, uh, on the basis of where, um, where um, uh, dominant narratives uh, have no points of uh, uh, connection, so to say. For example, um, when we um, talk about bilateral group uh, Croatia-Serbia, then youth from Croatia and Serbia went to uh, Vukovar and went to Knin. Um, so when we talk about Kneen from, from Croatian dominant narrative, the, the the Kneen and the Operation Storm is the 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 the, the most relevant uh, um, operation, and is the day of victory for um, Serbs. Uh, the for. Um, the Operation Storm is like the the, 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 the event that uh, caused um, serious harm to Serb, uh, Serb civilians. so we, we we have totally different perspective of on, on on the same event. So we we brought them there um, to 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 talk with uh, the, these these uh, people who I mentioned uh, formerly as a first step and for and then to do research on ICTY verdicts, national court verdicts, uh, um, 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 articles, academia articles, um, newspaper articles, um, to talk about uh, what they have found and um, then to to write, to to give their perspective on what, what really happened. So the youth from Croatia wrote dominant narratives, youth from Serbia wrote dominant narrative from Serbian dominant perspective. And then after the, the first conference, after the, the, the study visits, after their research, they, they, um, they wrote uh, the shared narratives part. Screen,
0: so
1: just maybe to... So Sorry for interrupting, just to maybe clarify one thing a little bit. So it's not like the, 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 they agreed upon the, the minimum. So it, it was not like a, put as a trade. So we will give you this and you you will give us that. Right. It's uh, what they um, as a group found relevant and important to, to write down as a as a shared narrative perspective.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned shared uh, narratives because it's an awesome example. And since I know that you work a lot with uh, with youth, with young activists, um, I wanted to ask: like, how do they um, cooperate? How do they think about past events? How do they feel about each other? Doesn't matter if it's like the experience from the shared narratives or something more more recent, because I know that even now during the pandemic, when don't really have those physical exchanges uh you are still working with with youth and that's a great question for our work specifically uh since the
1: the the, the physical place is very important for our exchange events so to go physically to places where atrocities happen, where human rights violations happen. It's totally different feeling when you just do desk research and when you go there, when you talk with people, when you see how it looks like. So that, that becomes um, real, more real uh, for, for, for youth who is um, researching about and who is visiting the, the places of suffering. Um, so that is something that, that was um, that was problem for, for, for our work. It was a challenge and one thing which is also challenging when we are working via zoom is that we don't have um since youth initiative is dealing with uh, with issues which are very sometimes very um, very hard and um, very emotionally disturbing for example um, i had an opportunity to to go with uh, young people from Croatia to to Montenegro or um, to go with young guys from Montenegro to Croatia. And that was, for example, for for, some of the people who live in in Dubrovnik, first opportunity to talk with somebody who is from Montenegro and they consider um, Montenegro and they know about Montenegro if they know something about Budva and going out, they know that from one side and from the other side, so from the perspective of uh, uh, wars during 1990s and bombing of uh, Dubrovnik and and so on, that was their first opportunity to talk with somebody who is their age and uh, to, who talks Monten- with Montenegrin accent. Um, and when you have this this kind of um, events, it is very important to have. Um, space, if I may say like that, when we can talk openly and when we have um, um, safe space to talk about where they have been, uh, uh, about what they have heard during that day and so on. Um, um, and to talk uh, in that way on the individual level and on the group level. And that usually happens during uh, night hours when we are uh, finished with, uh, with our obligations and the study visits and so on. And Zoom doesn't provide that, that kind of safe space, if I may say like that. And it's totally different when you have this kind of obstacle and when you are working in this little window. You, you cannot emotionally relate with, 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 the, with the participants in the same way and provide them uh, same kind of support as you can when you are uh, on study visits with them. But on the other hand, uh, Zoom, we assume we, we explore the... Um, All the zoom possibilities and online tools and applications which is good and bad at the same time Um, but one of the the, the, um, um, good stuff uh, from the virtual mode mode was was something that that the virtual mode uh, brought as an advantage is that um, uh, some of the participants who are from if if i talk from the creation example who are from uh, um, islands, for example, or from Istria, or from the, the the places of Croatia, which are quite far from Zagreb, who are usually not members of and participants of our um, programs that, that that we we create. Uh, they had opportunity to to be participants via Zoom, so we reach to some people we have never reached before. So I think that is that is the one of the pros uh, from this uh, uh, Zoom uh, Zoom way of life
0: i love how you mentioned the the importance of that bonding and going out together and having a drink together or whatever is important because i always felt that you know you will forget about some facts some dates some some names but like what really remains from those type of exchanges is you know just The people you met, what you talk to them about, and it doesn't even have to be those topics of transitional justice, it can be just anything to see how, you know, you deal with the same problems with your parents or in your school, and those things are the same, even in Croatia or in Serbia or in Kosovo or in Rwanda or wherever. So that's it. Yeah,
1: and sometimes that's the the only opportunity they have, so they they see youth from Croatia see the, the youth sees the youth from Serbia and see see that they have uh, they see that they have same kind of problems as the youth in Croatia has. So regarding uh, employment issues, uh, do they work with, do, do they live with parents or they live by themselves? uh love problems so that we all share same <laughs> same same the same issues.
0: Yeah exactly and I think that through those conversations they even more realize how similar they are and how everything all the atrocities that have happened were um completely complete complete nonsense and uh and a tragedy because of that. So, Branka, thank you, thank you very much for, for your thoughts and, and insights. I loved to uh, that I had the opportunity to, to hear them, and I'm sure that they will be completely new to someone who is who doesn't live in uh, in the Western Balkans, who that's not familiar with with our context, and then uh, make them want to learn something more about the recent history or of our countries or maybe even further explore the history of their own country. So thank you.
1: Yes, yes, I agree totally. And um, thank you very much, Angela, for this pleasant conversation. I'm very happy that the the, the last word I used uh, during the conversation was love. So I will be a hippie a little bit. And (laughs) and I would like to to share my my support to um, all of the the, the youth uh, all all around the globe uh, who are fighting the. For for better for better future for all of us. So let's just never give up.
0: Thank you. I loved how we finished with with that word in particular. Bye.